This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Matthew, are you thinking of doing anything big in the new year? Yes, I'm not ready to reveal it yet, but it's <laughs> going to be so big, people are going to say everything you did up to this point, Matthew, it was, was very small. very tiny. Yeah. Yep. Okay, well, if that big thing, and you don't have to tell me what it is. Nope. If that big thing involves a website. Oh, it has to. Everything needs a website. That's true. That's true. This is 2018. If that big thing needs a website, The way to get one is by using Squarespace.com. They can make it easy for you to turn these big plans into a really beautiful, big website. Okay, I'm going to do that. I'm going to go to Squarespace.com, and when I check out, I'm going to use the offer code SPILLED to get 10% off my first purchase of a website or a domain name. That's Squarespace.com, offer code SPILLED. You're on your own in a cold universe. Yes. and uh, Happy I'm, holidays. And I'm Molly. And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we uh, fill you with existential angst and you can't have any. <laughs> Today, we are talking about scallops, which I have to say, of, of, all, the, uh, of all the like living creatures we've cooked and eaten of all, okay. on this show, scallops fill me with the most existential angst. Really? They are fascinating. Wait. Are you using what? Are, what do you mean by existential angst? Well, like I, I feel like this thing like doesn't have a brain, but it has these like nerve clusters, and like it has eyes, oh. and it can see when predators are coming, and it can like swim away from I've them. I've seen this and, live, and, and yet it doesn't look like it's something with a face. It, it, it's like can it love? I don't know. Scallop love? Can it? Can it mate? Uh, yes, but I, I didn't research how. Oh, I, uh, yeah. You, I, 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 okay. Okay. Well, I mean, I assume they use the little uh, lips of the shells for like kissy Kissing. kissy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's, that must be a thing that has happened in a cartoon. Maybe the little mermaid. Oh my goodness. Well, you know, there's the, there's the children's book, The Pout Pout Fish. What are you um, talking about? And I think that there's a part of it. So there's a, a very pouty fish. I'm a pout pout fish. <laughs> a ver- with the a very pout, pouty pout fish. Face. And I spread my dreary wearies all over the place it, with a blub, I, blub, blub. <laughs> you didn't read this book, Tyrus? No. No? Okay. Well, there's a fish who's got this like very pouty face. Uh-huh. And anyway, um, he meets all these different, uh, you know, sea creatures who are all like, why are you so pouty? 
And then finally, in the end, another fish comes along and kisses him, and suddenly he's like a happy fish. Oh, I don't know how I feel about the message here. Yeah, but... it's like a reversal of like the prince charming. It's like princess charming comes along and like saves his, you know, makes him happy, and then he's fulfilled and has a, a, and everything is great for the rest of the pout pout fish's life. So I wanted it to end and he with becomes just a kiss kiss fish. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I, I I was I was hoping the ending was just going to be that he says like that's just how my face looks. Deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Or, or that he was going to be like I found the strength within myself exactly. to be content with my existence. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so this episode was suggested by listener Carissa, who apparently suggested that we um, don't talk about scallops. We just like make fish <laughs> jokes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you're welcome. And uh, then the next thing it says on our agenda here, and we always stick the, to the agenda, is, OMG, scallops are so interesting, four exclamation points, Molly. So <laughs> would you care to elaborate? Okay, so so uh, so scallops are, you know, one of many different species of saltwater clams or bivalve mollusks, mm-hmm. you know, as, as the technical term goes. And uh, I, I learned a new use of the word word cosmopolitan oh. while researching scallops. So, um, scallops, I mean, first of all, it's your favorite drink. It is. <laughs> scallops, Are you more of a Carrie or more of a Charlotte? Scar- scallops? Scarlets. <laughs> I'm more of a Scarlet. Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, scallops are a cosmopolitan family of bivalves. Uh, bivalves. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway. Wow. The fact that There's they, a long way to go in this episode. <laughs> what it means is that they are found around the world. Mm-hmm. So cosmopolitan as opposed to endemic. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm land and sea, they're found? No. Okay. Uh, no. But uh, they are a family of bivalves. Why can't I say bivalve? <laughs> it's a hard word to say. It's got a lot of, of weird, like, val- consonant, consonant combinations, okay. a lot of Vs. Anyway, they are found in all the world's oceans, although never in freshwater. And they are one of few groups of bivalves that are primarily free living. Mm, oh. Not free loving, like not naked? free loading. <laughs> like, 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 no, it just basically means that they um, they usually like kind of lie down on like sandy substrates, mm-hmm. shall but we say? But don't let this fool you. But don't let this fool you because the truth is many of them are capable of swimming rapidly for short distances and even of migrating some distance across the ocean floor. So they're not, you know, unlike mussels, which seem to like attach themselves to rocks and, you know, uh, the, the legs of piers. Oh, so you would say mussels are sessile animals then? Are they? Yeah. Oh, I don't know what the opposite of free <laughs> this living is. A word, is. This is a word that I have not thought about since I graduated from the University of Washington in 2000. Wow. Okay. Well, anyway. A Cecil animal is one that like finds a spot and doesn't move. Well, that's pretty much like me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, hey, Seattle, you're welcome. That's right. You attach yourself to the couch with with some sort of like beardy tentacles. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But anyway, here is what is so cool. <laughs> oh, I see. You just meant you hang around Seattle a lot. I thought you were saying you just spend all your time on the couch. No. <laughs> No, I've attached myself to Seattle. Cecil animals don't restrict themselves to one town. They literally (laughs) stay in one location. Oh, okay, fine. But this is the scallops episode, Matthew. And what I really want to talk about is the fact that when scallops sense a predator, okay, they may attempt to escape, and I quote Wikipedia, by swimming swiftly but erratically through the water using jet propulsion created by repeatedly clapping their shells together. Oh, are they, so they must be closely related to seals, right? <laughs> 
<laughs> I have seen this happen. You have? So in uh, one of my uh, like freshman biology classes, or maybe it was like a marine science class, something like that. You know, I, I have this biology degree that uh, I've never once made use of. Me too. In, in the last 15 <laughs> yeah, years. Yeah, me too. Um, and uh, they they brought in like a tank full of a bunch of different saltwater creatures. And I remember like the TA reached into the tank and disturbed a scallop and the scallop like jumped up and swam away. And I was like, what the fuck? I've never seen this anything like this before. That was amazing. Well, what's so wild to me about it is, you know, I, I think of them as being like an oyster or a mussel. Like I don't think of them as as seeing or being able to escape a predator. But the truth is scallops have 100 eyes and they're blue is it are they is it like, exactly 100 well someplace i read said that they have a large number uh-huh. between 10 and 100 okay. and then two other places i read said they have 100 it seems like if you're if you have 100 of anything as a as a living creature probably that means you have like something like 100 ish yeah. like like a centipede <laughs> yeah you know. Do you think, I mean, do centipedes always have 100 legs? No. They don't? No. No? No, it means they have, like, a bunch of legs, but not as many as a millipede, but way more than, like, Uncle Fred. Oh, yeah. I mean, Uncle Fred only had two legs. Well, mine had four. <clears throat> <laughs> mine, mine had three, if you know what <laughs> I mean. Yours had eight. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Octopus, is that, is that you? I was thinking it was a spider. Oh, <laughs> oh, uh, he yeah, he was a spider who married. He an sat octopus. down beside her. <laughs> he sat down beside this this uh, her, which was an who was an octopus. <laughs> oh boy. Okay, but anyway, so like on a so, tuffet. So, so basically, so scallops. So everybody can picture a scallop shell. I mean, scallops are a really ancient kind of organism, and and scallop shells have shown up in art for and on beaches really for centuries no tell me no i'm serious tell me more about the art what's so wait a minute well like picture is it aphrodite like right like botticelli's venus or whatever the hell it is she's rising out of a scallop shell i you're absolutely right yeah wow but anyway no it, it like these things have they have been traced back to ancient times various forms of scallops in what we would recognize today as a scallop shell Huh. So when you say ancient times, you mean like they've been around like... They're like biblical. Okay. Yeah. They're like biblical. So people have been eating them for a very long time. Probably. Probably. I don't think we're talking like trilobite ancient here. Well, I mean, they they probably predate humans. Yeah. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Well, anyway, so basically they've got all these tiny eyes like around the outside of of their bodies. So Mm -hmm. kind of like along the edge of the shell. So not the outside of the shell. No. Although I think the eyes. If you picked up a scallop and it had just like one big ass (laughs) eye on the the side of the shell, that would be the scariest. That would be terrifying. Okay. But basically, so a scallop in like, you know, uh, like nature terms Mm -hmm. is, is this whole organism. But what we think of as a scallop in terms of eating is just one part of it and it is the adductor muscle uh-huh. and and then we sometimes also you sometimes also see like a an orange a dark orange kind of sack or th- like triangular almost elongated yeah. thing that's attached to the the round adductor muscle it looks sort of like a finger curling yeah, around yeah and that we call it the coral but basically it's the row or the gonad like the egg sack yeah, I've seen that. I don't think I've ever eaten it. Have you? It, yeah, I have. It it tastes 
like a scallop, but somehow like a little bit more pungent and it's softer. Whereas like the adductor muscle itself can get quite firm. It's like mm-hmm. silky and firm. This is like softer. Ah. Yeah. I kinda it kinda skeeves me out. Even though I know it's like a delicacy. I mean delicacy. I mean I've eaten shadro, I've eaten caviar. I don't know why this Shadro is good. I like that stuff. I think I think there's something sometimes scallops kind of gross me out. Like even though it's a, like a fairly mild taste and it's a really lovely texture, sometimes the taste kind of grosses me out. It's so, so marine. Yeah, no, I now I think of scallops as being like one of the most approachable, if not the most approachable approachable of the shellfish of, of the mollusks not counting shrimp but uh like because but i think the taste of a mussel for instance is more mild but the but like the the, the appearance, appearance and the and the texture and like the having to like dig it out of its shell of mm-hmm. a mussel makes it more of a you know sophomore level yes <laughs> mollusk yeah a sophomore level a sophomore yes. yeah yeah anyway and and like all bivalves these guys don't have brains but they've got like ganglia like clusters of nerves mm-hmm. but like so basically these eyes that they have can you tell i'm excited i, I can tell you're more excited about scallop <laughs> eyes than i've ever seen you about anything these eyes can tell the difference between light and dark which is like how they can see when a predator is coming like a shadow isn't that kind of what an like eye the, the definition predator. of an eye well yeah except our eyes i mean we've got rods and cones okay so they so, so they, we can see color and we can see i don't i don't oh, so think I don't know that scallops can see color. So we're better than them. Oh, of course. Okay. Obviously. So it's so weird to me, this like category of life. And here's where we get to the existential angst. Okay, great. This like category of life where you have these things that don't have a central nervous system. And yet they can sense when a predator is coming. Mm -hmm. And somehow they understand that like a shadow is a thing you need to move away from. Like, how does that work if you aren't thinking in terms of conscious thought? Or oh. do you think scallops are thinking? Oh wow, you, you're you're completely serious. That this I'm is gonna... completely serious. Um, I I mean, you know, response to stimuli certainly doesn't. We're really getting into this, aren't we? Oh, like a Venus flytrap. I right. Mean, like, yeah. there, there's there. It's it would be hard to convince me that a Venus flytrap has any. Thing resembling conscious thought, I guess probably it would be hard to convince me that of a scallop also. But there's no, there's no like bright line between you know what what are the uh, neural patterns that uh, that suggest conscious thought and the ones that don't. It's like there's a gray area, right? Wow. So I, I mean, if you're trying to make me feel guilty about the big ass scallop that I just ate, no, it's no, 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 working. no, no. I mean. I don't say any of this to like make us feel guilty because Lord knows I I eat and have eaten a lot of animals. But it's very weird to me just to think about this like fine line, these things that seem sentient mm-hmm. and and are clearly alive and yet think and yet we because we are. Uh, Free living is that what it was called? Yeah, free, free, li- free loving, free, free living, free loving, free loving animals. Loading, yeah. I think we ascribe a lot more um, meaning to um, mobility mm. than than is maybe warranted. Yeah, I mean, like my partner has a bearded dragon, <laughs> and and this thing moves sometimes. Named named Norbert the Norwegian Ridgeback. No, his name is Oki, mm-hmm. short for karaoke. Anyway, and, I didn't know that. Yeah, and anyway, he's he's elderly by bearded uh-huh. dragon standards. He's eight years old. Anyway, sometimes entire days go by and he doesn't move. Um, where, where I question whether he's living. Okay, or not sometimes. 
<laughs> so you're just worried that that. So like, I wonder if he has been assigned too much. Uh, if he if we've been too generous with describing him as living. Okay, <laughs> you're you're afraid that that you are going to uh, happen upon a dead lizard and have to take care of it. Yeah. Well, this this episode went places <laughs> that I did not expect at all. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Molly, have you heard that the future is coming? Yes, and I want to make it brighter with Squarespace. God, somebody needs to make it brighter. Please. Make please. a website that's going to fix everything. Yes, and, um, and, and you know, you can do it right from the comfort of your own home, even, with Squarespace. Squarespace gives you everything you need to be able to make a beautiful website and to do it easily and to make a, a website that serves any number of functions. Yeah, it's like when you sign up for Squarespace, they give you a toolbox, and that toolbox, it's a virtual toolbox, contains everything you need to make a e-commerce site, a site that works great on mobile, a site that looks beautiful with professional professionally designed template. All of this is just included at no extra charge with Squarespace. Yep. So if you have been putting off making a website for your big dream, 2018 is the time to do it, our friends. So go to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you sign up, use the offer code SPILLED at checkout for 10% off your first purchase of a domain or a website. That's squarespace.com, offer code SPILLED. Do you well, want to anyway, talk about cooking? No, I, wrote, I think we're not there yet based on the notes I'm looking at. <laughs> so wait a minute. Okay. So there are two like main types of scallops that we think of, right? They're bay scallops, which are the little ones. Yes. They're like dime size. Uh-huh. And then there are sea scallops. Yeah. Which are the big ones. Yep. Okay. And and so some of these are diver scallops, meaning that they're hand harvested by divers on yeah. the ocean floor. And then some of them are like basically collected by trawling, which is like dragging a big net across the ocean floor. And I suspect that diver scallops is one of those terms that, you know, it sounds so good that it must be radically overused. Right? Yes, I, th I think so. I mean, you know, probably like uh, free range. Yes, exactly. Free yeah. living. Free free loading. Free <laughs> scallops are free loading creatures. They basically are. They, I mean, they're, they're just move like into your house. <laughs> they attach themselves to their couch to your couch. <laughs> but they don't attach themselves. They don't. Yes, that's yeah. right. But I think they're basically like lying down there, like on the ocean floor, like just waiting to catch stuff that other fish right. drop. They're total freeloaders. No, and I mean they have they have these gangly and stuff, so they can sense like if you come over to the scallop and say, "Are you going to pay the rent or what?" They're like, "Whoop, gotta go." <laughs> <laughs> anyway, hey, I thought this was really cool. Uh -huh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, great. Try me. So on the East Coast, there are many fewer bay scallops than there used to be like 100 years ago. Bummer. Um, probably caused by like development and runoff and shit. Oh, pardon my language. <laughs> what? <laughs> but, but this is so cool. Check this out. So so Ray's... Boathouse. No, the, the fish, a mm -hmm. ray. So rays like to eat scallops, okay? But sharks like to eat rays. And so apparently on the East Coast, be, because of like shark fishing, do people fish for sharks? Sure. But anyway, because of overfishing of sharks, it, it has allowed the like ray populations to get a lot bigger and therefore they're eating the scallops. So the population of bay scallops for many reasons is smaller than it used to be. Would you would you say that an ecosystem is a delicate balance? <laughs> That that uh, these these tro they're the trophic cascades uh, we yeah. disturb them at our own risk. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, am I just going to try and dredge up 
pun intended, every piece of vocabulary that I well, learned. You're in just really four years of biology for info, huh? <laughs> no, I'm I'm long line trolling for info. I mean, I'm one of those Wait, internet was trolls. To, was I supposed to pronounce T R A W L as trolling or trolling? No, that's tro- trolling and trolling are two different things. All right, trolling is a, a thing that involves like a long line. Yeah. Okay, and trolling is like a net. Yeah, I, I think it's trolling the one where they like kind of just scoop up a bunch of shit from the bottom of the ocean I think and so. then yeah. keep the stuff they like. Yeah, and, bottom trolls. And it's generally bad. I think so. Um, yeah, it dis- okay. it disturbs the ecosystems and their delicate balances. The- oh my god, this show is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway, Matthew, so let's eat these. Oh, okay. Uh, we we actually just ate some before taping. It was it was a really exciting lunch uh, because it was the fanciest. It was lunch the fanciest we've lunch that had. we've ever had. Certainly, yeah. Um, it was basically you know what it was like. It was like we had a Valentine's Day lunch. It totally right? was because seafood like. Seafood, especially shellfish, I think of as things that people tend to eat only in restaurants. Yeah. And um, and and there's something that feels very special occasionally about them, probably because they can be quite expensive. Oh, these scallops were quite expensive. How much were how much were the scallops? Uh, they were thirty four fifty a pound, and uh, four, what did you buy? A quarter pound. Okay. Uh, or was it? No, no, it was a half pound. So so like each, you just each, spent like eighteen dollars or no of, of, seventeen dollars yes of of the show's money oh bummer <laughs> I mean I, I can send you home with this, uh, with a raw scallop if you no, want okay, as I'll your pass. new pet I'll after pass. that lizard passes away <laughs> um anyway okay <laughs> so, so, so so what we did okay so basically I feel like scallops are one of those things that are. Uh, you, they, they are frequently eaten raw, frequently eaten cooked, and the texture isn't all that different between the two. Because even when you cook right. them, you, you you barely cook them. Ideally, yeah. I mean, an overcooked scallop is seriously like a pencil eraser. It's like a pencil eraser. Um, so I seared these sea scallops, and oh, we need to talk about uh, dry versus wet packed scallops. Oh, you know, I saw a thing about those online, and and I was like. Pfft. We don't need to talk about this, so I didn't read it. <laughs> but it's so important. Oh, fine. Uh, for for when, when you're buying sea scallops in particular, they can be sold wet pack or dry pack. And okay. if, you're, if your fishmonger doesn't know what you're talking about, go somewhere else. Um, you want the dry packed ones. Um, they will be, they're more expensive on a per ounce basis, but the wet packed ones have been plumped up with preservatives and, yes. uh, you know, hygroscopic water retaining salts. Uh, so that uh, they they don't sear as well, they don't taste as good, and you're paying for water. And so, so basically, I'm I'm guessing the wet pack ones allow people to like ship them further, keep them longer, and and sell water for the price of a scallop. Okay, okay. So, so uh, when you went to the fish market today, were you like, are these dry pack? Yes, and I I was pretty confident the answer was going to be yes anyway because I went to Pure Food Fish at Pike Place Market, which is expensive but only stocks good stuff. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, so I got a little bag of four scallops for, for like uh, $16, dollars Oh, my God. Um, and uh, then I uh, salted them. I uh, patted them dry and seared them in a hot pan. And even though I did all of that, I, they didn't st- still didn't sear that well. Stealing, searing a scallop is kind of tricky. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like this is where, uh, like, the high power, like, restaurant stove with the, like, really nice seasoned yeah. carbon steel pan is, like, yeah. what you need to do. 
Uh, maybe I should have busted out the cast iron pan instead of the, the stainless steel pan. Yeah, it was interesting. It seemed like the stainless steel, I don't know, there was something about uh, it, it didn't sear evenly. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean... Um, but anyway, have, it was super tasty. Yeah, but it's still, it was still good. I mean, I didn't, I didn't overcook them, and that's the important thing. Ideally, they would get like this beautiful brown layer on each side, and it would have a slight like crispiness to yeah. it. Um, and then the inside, yeah, should really almost be raw, but like warm in yes. the center. And um, God, I feel like I really don't want a lot done to scallops. I feel like one of the most like well-known scallop dishes is one of the most like loaded up with stuff, which is coquille Saint-Jacques. Which is like, me, I know the term, and I, uh, but I don't, I don't, haven't eaten it, and I don't know what it is. It's like scallops in a creamy sauce that are then topped with breadcrumbs and cheese and baked, so the breadcrumbs get crispy. I think of this as like a, a super old school dish. It's so like old school. lobster thermidor. It's so old school. It's super old school, and and I don't know if it is like it sounds like it's from the French pantheon. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if it actually is, but in in French, when you're talking about scallops, like the actual like edible part, you refer to it as a coquille Saint Jacques. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, the adductor muscle. Yes. I've been to the French Pantheon. It was very nice. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> hey, so, did you see like Foucault's pendulum or whatever that was in it, there? Sure. Yeah, that was cool. It just but, swings. Yeah. Oh yeah, it just yeah, keeps swinging. That's it's a swinging it's a swinging place. <laughs> okay, wait, it's so great what if, if you're a free if you're a free living freeloading kind of guy like me. So what? What else? Yeah, hanging loose is what that pendulum is. That doing. is the national motto of France. <laughs> anyway, so so what else do you do with scallops? I mean, all those times when you buy your extremely expensive shellfish and cook it. Right. I almost never buy scallops um, because they're they're, they're expensive, expensive and like um, and and they're you know they're like rich in in flavor and texture to the extent that like a little uh, bit goes along. Yeah, way. I, I don't want to like eat an amount of scallops com- that's equivalent to like an amount of pizza that I would eat or even anywhere that's close. so interesting. Yeah, yeah, I think it's, I mean, they're very like low in all the things, calories yeah, and just, fat and whatever, but there's, the flavor's really rich. Um, yeah, it's, it's just like, like, I, like I a could, mushroom. I could go, I could put away like two of those big sea scallops and then I, I want something else. Yeah. Um, and it's not because I don't like the scallops. Yeah, the flavor, it gets tiring somehow. Um, so uh, basically the the way I cook them today is the only way I have ever cooked a scallop. Okay, that's um, cool. And the only ways I've ever eaten a scallop, I think, are uh, seared like that um, or uh, raw at a Japanese restaurant. Like thinly sliced. Or, or at an like a Italian-inspired, like, you know, Lupa inspired, like crudo, kind crudo. Of situation. Yes, that's the word I was looking for. In which case, you would like cut it into thin, yeah. thin slices. Like cut one scallop into three or four um, horizontal slices. I think maybe I've had a scallop ceviche. Is that possible? Yeah, that sounds possible. Yeah, I mean, we know that that scallops are a free roaming <laughs> species. What? Yeah, so they show up cosmopolitan. In, they show up in all in many different cuisines this because episode, they show up in many different. This is a such a has had so many words in it. <laughs> Cecil? Cecil. Cecil. Yeah. Is that like Cecil B. DeMille? It's like it's exactly like that. Oh. It's like Cecil from uh, Cecil Vise from uh, Room with a View. Um, I never saw that. Oh, it's so good. Really? Did yeah. That, uh, does that have Daniel Day Lewis in it? Yeah. God, Daniel Day Lewis. I think. I think you know, maybe he plays Cecil Vise. You know how you have like like so so I've had you know probably. 
30 years of my life at this point in which I've been old enough to have crushes. Okay. Okay. At least 30 years, pro- probably more like mm-hmm. 32 years of my life. Okay. Oh my God. I've, I've been, I think that yeah. Daniel Day Lewis is my longest running crush. That's... And somehow to use the word crush feels too juvenile because that man is like all grown up. Yeah. But oh my God, he has been so sexy and so like rippling with like, Sex and intelligence for decades, and and he's so accomplished along with oh, all that. Oh man, he, I would totally get on that instantly. Yeah, he painted those beautiful paintings with his left foot. <laughs> he uh, he wrote the Emancipation Proclamation. He spent a whole bunch of time in prison with Pete Postlethwaite. Exactly. <laughs> Um, he drank my milkshake. Oh my god! Yeah. Um. So okay. did he go shirtless for a while with like a Native Just American tribe? Oh, oh. Uh, was that last of them? Was he in last of them? Yes. Okay. So I guess this has been our Daniel Day Lewis episode. <laughs> okay, great. Um, oh, the one other thing yeah. we should mention is scallops in in Chinese cooking. Oh, for sure. Yeah, dried scallops. Um, I don't know if it's only like in Cantonese cuisine that they show mm. up, or sort of across, especially in Cantonese, but definitely. Shows up in in uh, other Chinese regional cuisines. Have you ever used dried scallops in a, um, in I have a recipe? Not. I've definitely eaten dishes made with dried scallops, and especially dishes uh, made with XO sauce, which is a uh, a seasoning sauce that has uh, ground dried scallops in it and is loaded with umami and uh, the flavor of the sea. For that reason, mm-hmm. good stuff. Mm-hmm. Cool. Man, that makes me want to, yeah, want to go pull out like Fuchsia Dunlop books. Okay. Does she, wait, is she mostly Sichuanese cooking or does she also have Cantonese? Um, I don't think she's done a Cantonese book, but she's done a variety of Chinese regional cuisines now. Great. Well, I'm, I'm going to go see if I can um, find anything she does with dried scallops. Eileen Yinfei Lo would be a good one uh, to look for for Cantonese. Okay. Okay, great. Wow, this episode has been packed wow, with so gone, much learning. We have gone so many places in this episode. I would describe us as cosmopolitan. <laughs> nice one, Matthew. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, that, that wasn't that wasn't even a joke. It was just an observation. Uh, you can find us online at <laughs> spilledmilkpodcast.com where we will post uh, we'll post a link to um I, I used a uh, uh, friend of the show, Kenji Lopez Alt's uh, Serious Eats Guide to Searing Scallops. Uh, as a guide to searing scallops, mm-hmm. so we'll post a link to that. Anything you want to link to? Uh, what was the uh, the basic um, uh, the basic muscles in white wine with garlic and shallot recipe? That, that is you a used? different episode. <laughs> this is the scallop episode. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <Sorry>. Oh. <laughs> You can find us on Facebook at <laughs> facebook.com slash Spilled Milk Podcast. Um, and uh, please leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in the shower, you can going find, out for a run. You can also find us on Instagram where I am posting a video of uh, Matthew, well, of us impatiently checking the oil temperature uh-huh. for the scallops and also cooking the mussels that are in, um, in next week's episode. Yeah, let's just say it right now. Next week's episode. Episode muscles. This yeah. is this is a we're starting your year out. Well, I guess this is the last episode of the year, and next week's will be the first episode of 2018. So, uh, so stay tuned. So for stay more tuned Daniel for that. Day Lewis. <laughs> yes, uh, part two, even more of the Mohicans. Uh, <laughs> and until next time, uh, thank you for listening to Spilled Milk. I'm Cecil, and I'm Molly Weisenberg. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.
I don't want to make Abby upset. Especially not at this at this holiday time of year. No, no. When <laughs> tensions are running high. I know. I've, it, even if you can't rely on anyone in your family, at least you can rely. And I'm not saying at that Abby can't rely. At least you can rely, rely on producer Abby. Well, yeah, I was going to say at least you can rely on your favorite podcasters, but none of this is true. <laughs> no, absolutely not. 